0: Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy
1: today's podcast episode.
0: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy and Marla and Craig. Good to have you guys today. We will be discussing the third verse of Wentsa. And I want to discuss the 21st verse of the Dao Te Ching along with it. And you guys, if you have another one that resonated with you, fine. We can talk about that too. Announcements. Craig, tell us what's going on in the Facebook group. You've been home with COVID. You should have had time to get that caught up, haven't you?
1: Yeah, there's not much happening in the, the, the Facebook group. There's people coming and there's people posting and, we post into it.
0: Transitions Daily, Craig. We never mentioned Transitions Daily. There may be some folks that would like to participate there.
1: Yep. If you would like a daily devotional, either emailed out to you, you can join us at Transitions Daily, um, and we can sign you up for the daily daily letter and the podcast as well.
0: That's transitionsdaily.org. We have all of the regular readers that most people use in recovery, the as bill sees it, the daily reflections, the twenty-four hours, all of those, and those go out every every night for the next morning for the daily devotional for the day. So you can read one of them or all of them or whatever what you want. And then we have alcoholics from all over the world that volunteer to read usually a month at a time. So we have different people that read different months and. Craig is January and June. Yeah, we just
1: finished your June today, didn't we? Yep. And downloads went through the roof.
2: Is there a centerfold that goes with it?
1: You know what? Nobody else wanted to do the calendar. I was quite happy doing it, but some of the girls weren't.
2: Think of how much money you would make.
1: I know, but it's not about money. It's about service, Marla. It's all about service. Thank you, Craig. Well, well yeah, thank you, Craig. The
0: nightly nine PM Eastern. AA meeting. You can get there by going to zoom aameetings.com. We still meet every night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come join us sometime. Uh, We have open discussion uh, every night except Saturday, and we do a speaker meeting on Saturday. So come join us. A lot of recovery resources at buddyc.org too. You guys can take advantage of that. Okay.
2: Lao Tzu said, those who hold to the way to guide the people go along with affairs as they occur and act in accord with what people do. They respond to developments in all beings and harmonize with changes in all events. So the way is empty and unreified, even and easy, clear and calm, flexible and yielding, unadulterated and pure plain and simple. These are concrete images of the way. Empty non-reification is the abode of the way. Even ease is the basis of the way. Clear calm is the mirror of the way. Flexible yielding is the function of the way. Reversal is normal for the way. Flexibility is the firmness of the way. Yielding is the strength of the way. Unadulterated purity and plain simplicity are the trunk of the way. Emptiness means there is no burden within. Evenness means the mind is untrammeled. When habitual desires do not burden you, this is a consummation of emptiness. When you have no likes or dislikes, this is a consummation of evenness. Evenness. When you are unified and unchanging, this is the consummation of calmness. When you are not mixed up in things, this is a consummation of purity. When you neither grieve nor delight, this is a consummation of virtue. The government of complete people abandons intellectualism and does away with showy adornment. Depending on the way, it rejects cunning. It emerges from fairness in unison with people. It limits what is kept and minimizes what is sought. It gets rid of seductive longings, eliminates desire for valuables, and lessens rumination. Limiting what is kept results in clarity. Minimizing what is sought results in attainment. Therefore, when the external is controlled by the center, nothing is neglected. If you can attain the center, then you can govern the external. With attainment of the center, the internal organs are calm, thoughts are even, sinews and bones are strong, ears and eyes are clear. The great way is level and not far from oneself. Those who seek it afar go and then return.
0: Thank you, Marla. Hmm. I want to read the 21st verse of the Tao Te Ching out Ching out of Stephen Mitchell. I'll read Stephen Mitchell on that. The master keeps her mind always at one with the Tao. That is what gives her her radiance. The Tao is ungraspable. How can her mind be at one with it? Because she doesn't cling to ideas. The Tao is dark and unfathomable. How can it make her radiant? Because she lets it. Since before time and space were the Tao is. It is beyond is and is not. How do I know this true? How do I know this is true? I look inside myself and see. Let me see, I was looking in how, how I, I pinned that. I called it the elusive path. As alcoholics, real life appears when we follow the way of sobriety. What is this way? Utterly elusive and intangible, like the light of a full moon. Even though our descriptions are vague, we can see its fruit. With gratitude, we can look back through our lives and see evidence of this way at work in all things. How do we know this? By looking within. Comments? Anyone have a reading they want to read?
2: No, but I will say how I was affected by this chapter three is it seems to give a really firm and clear path. On how to do it. Like concrete.
0: That's what I like about this book, Marla, is that this is really more of the how-to. It's a lot of good examples, a lot of practicality.
2: And I looked up the definition of reification. Um, It it means uh, turning an an idea into an abstraction.
0: I looked it up, too. One of the definitions that I saw was yet to be made concrete or real yeah yet to be made it says not comma yet to be made concrete or real and that empty non-reification is empty it has no assertions and no knowledge no meaning yeah yeah i like that not yet to be made the Tao lives in not yet to be made that we that the emptiness you know the emptiness let's just go back to the beginning y'all raise your hand or interrupt me if you've got a comment those who hold to the way to guide the people go along with affairs as they occur and act in accord with what people do they respond to developments in all beings and harmonize with changes in all events If I think about that on a personal level, not a governmental level, do I respond or do I react? You know, do I harmonize with changes? (laughs) No, I do not. It says harmonize with changes in all events. You know, just before we started recording, we were talking about acceptance and how sometimes we're It's so difficult to accept some things. Uh, For me, it's in the little things, not the big things that I have difficulty accepting. But that harmonizing with changes is acceptance. Totally. It's acceptance. So the way is empty and unreified, even and easy, clear and calm, flexible and yielding, unadulterated and pure, plain and simple. These are concrete images of the way. Empty non-reification is the abode of the way. We were talking about what those words mean. No knowledge, not yet made. The non-concreteness, if not being made yet, is a concrete image of the way. You know, it's that paradox, paradoxical thinking. Even ease. Even ease is the basis of the way clear calm is the mirror of the way yes someone told me one time you know you can't see your reflection in running water he says you've got to slow down and be still
1: i heard the same for boiling water you can't see your reflection in boiling water calm yourself down what was i going to say i like the paradox of this one and the the clear the um the mirror the, the clear calm is the mirror of the way it's the opposite of the muddy water you know can you let your can you let the mud settle do you have the patience to do it well, I like this because it's telling you how to do it
0: and the right answers
1: appear by themselves mm mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but I, was going to, I was going to highlight on the, the, the way that it was talked about, do I respond to things as well? I'm not reacting to things, I'm responding to things. So I'm taking that moment just to kind of grant me that serenity, give, give me that peace just to accept what's going on rather than react to things.
0: This is Romans 12 in the message version of the Bible, starting with the first verse. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Just respond. That's our job—is to respond. And I think that's what the steps do for me. Is they get rid of enough of my fear, which produced all of my selfishness and my dishonesty and my resentment, that I can start responding
1: instead of reacting. I've never been asked to react to an email. You know, could you please react to this email? You know, <laughs> you know please respond. Oh,
0: I've done it many times. Yes. I still have a pause on my email that I used to use a lot and stop them before they went. They would send was, and it's got a few second. I've got that on my text too. I still have it. I don't have to use it often, but used to I used it all the time. I would since oh, I've,
1: I've got. An, I've got. A, I've got a sponsee that emails me all the time. And it's just really abusive emails. And I was like, when, when it started, it says, "What's that all about?" He says, "That's what I was going to send to my boss."
3: <laughs>
1: what did you send to <laughs> me? <laughs>
3: But, but I encourage my sponsees to send me those texts and send me those emails because it's, I completely understand where that is coming from, but because I was always the respond with my reaction. It was like a smushed version. You know, I am responding. What do you mean? I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you I'm being myself at your expense is what I'm really doing. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely, when my sponsees call me all in the tizzy and they're like, well, oh, I just wanted in this and this and that. And yeah, Pink says it best. There's not enough tape to shut his mouth. And so please send me those. I would absolutely rather you send me those than have to, because who wants to go making amends after that? You know, after acting, I, I, can, I, don't.
1: <laughs> I definitely yeah, we, don't. We use it as a kind of like a running fourth step now. So if there's something going on, he'll send it across, and then I'll I'll re, I'll respond sometimes as his boss and say, "Well, do you know what? Thank you very much for telling me to go and do that. You know, here's you know, here's where I am with with your opinions." So we actually have some fun with it, but the seriousness is that he's not bottling it up, he's not keeping any, he's he's not getting to the stage where he is just going to blow his fuse and you know actually phone his boss up and say that. Um, We actually enjoy it. We've we've turned into a bit of an enjoyable exercise.
0: Let's continue reading. Reversal, we said flexible yielding is the function of the way. Reversal is normal for the way. Huh? Reversal is normal. Flexibility is the firmness of the way. Yielding is the strength of the way unadulterated purity and plain simplicity are the trunk of the way emptiness means now you want to know what emptiness means this is how what they say emptiness means emptiness means there is no burden within evenness means the mind is untrammelled untrammelled uh, it's not restricted not not uh, it's free it has freedom that's untrammeled When habitual desires do not burden you, this is the consummation consummation of emptiness. So it's not having nothing, it's being free of yourself. That's like effortless effort is effort. It didn't say no effort, it said a type of effort, effortless effort, which means it lacks uh, self, uh, any self effort any push for me, any agenda for me, any selfishness for me, any uh, design for me. It's emptiness. When you have no likes or dislikes, this is the consummation of evenness. When you're unified and unchanging, this is the consummation of calmness. When you're not mixed up in things, this is the consummation of purity. When you neither grieve nor delight, this is the consummation of virtue. Hmm. When you neither grieve nor delight. So they talked about here: no burden within your mind is unrestricted. Habitual desires do not burden you. In other words, you do not have habitual desires. You're free of your addictions, in other words, right? No likes or dislikes, unified and unchanging, which I don't mean, I don't think that means that you're not flexible. I think it means more of that, that you're consistent, not mixed up in things, huh. and you neither grieve nor delight. I don't think that's talking about that you don't have emotions.
2: I hope not, because I said, you know, to me, it's like, these are or delight. And- um you're not human. You know, those are things that make us human, our emotions.
0: Yeah, there's one story, and uh wasn't it Chaunce's wife's funeral where they where he was not ups, he was upset at first, and then he accepted her death. And then other people came and said, Why aren't you upset? And I think that would be an example of neither grieving nor delight in that he accepted the situation as it is. I think it's more acceptance.
2: Again, it always ends up with the acceptance, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we had an interesting conversation. Um, we Let's talk about that a little bit. We were talking about how sometimes we're, I know for me personally, sometimes I am quick to, if if things are going good and have good outcome, you know, and I get a compliment or talking to someone in recovery about, Oh, that's just God doing for me. I, you know, I don't, I try to not take credit for things. And I found myself taking the blame when things weren't so good. And I realized that whatever my day is, that's God doing for me. It could be the shittiest day in the world. that's still God doing for me just as much as if it was a wonderful day with rainbows and unicorns, no difference at all with it being, because I have this, I guess it's an old religious mentality that, and the way I was raised, maybe some of Western thought with that, that if things aren't good, what am I doing wrong? So they can be good. How do I do this? better so that my day can be good instead of bad it's bad because it's my fault isn't that pride in reverse (laughs) yeah some of that is
3: um, you still think you're the cause you still think you have you still think that you have I mean I think it comes back to um, the God complex that I know I have because I had no idea that I was even trying to play God everything You know, I I really felt like, like just what you were saying, if it was good, it was me. If it was bad, it was, it was me. But it was me from the standpoint that I should be able to change it to where it's good and not bad.
0: Or if it's bad, it's someone else's fault.
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I still, uh, of course, I thought that it was never my fault. Um, But I still was under the delusion that I could do something to change it.
0: Or, or you were under the delusion that if I made my day better, I would be happy. Yes, if, if, if the external environment was different, the internal environment would be all right. And what we realized was, what I realized from experience was that my happiness has nothing to do with my circumstances. It has everything to do with my acceptance of the moment as it is right now. And we were talking about that in conjunction with the serenity prayer. And Amy reminded me of the long version. I know she has it. I'll get her to read it. But we can't even start accepting anything or change it. Know what we need to change or not change until we're to a place of acceptance. It's not possible. And my peace came from acceptance. It does not come from the situation being better. Because every time I have wanted a situation to make me happy, When I get whatever I want, I'm still not happy. Yeah. Can you read that for us, Sammy?
3: Yeah, I just Googled it because I I know it, but I don't want to mess it up. So, And then it's fun that under this one that I'm about to read, it says the original full version, and I can't wait to read that one. Um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Now, I don't know if this is a credible website or not. I just Googled, but guess what the original full version says? God give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next.
0: That's easy to uh, what would you say de-christianify or un- take the Christianity out of it? <laughs> uh, what's love's will for me today? How can I get love into this situation? What would love do if If you are practicing love, If you are
3: letting love have her way, then how,
0: if you're blaming you, how is that loving you? It's not. Okay. Not at all. No. I realized that's what I was doing because none of my acceptance tools were working. I mean, the ones I used when my son passed did not work. And I was like, why am I just so down? Well, how are we
3: supposed to stay
0: sober today on yesterday's work? Could the whole point of everything that we do, all religious uh, teaching, all AA everything, is to teach us how to be in the moment? Could that be everything? I think it is. I think it is. You know, these Zen teachers that I read uh, in our book studies, uh, they say that enlightenment, that you already have it and that it's just learning to be present. That's all it is, is that everything is right now in this moment. Everything that ever was going to be and everything that's happened is all right now. And that's exactly what quantum physics has figured out. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, science backs that up. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you for not sneezing, Craig. On the uh... You're not COVID positive still, are you?
2: Oh now For sure, I'm going to get it.
1: No, but I think I just dislocated something. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. It might be movies.
2: Into it. I hope that's an inside joke. It's
0: not funny.
3: But it
0: is funny because I'm funny to the joke. <laughs> was <that bad>? <laughs> I, joke. Got, I got to take that out. No, don't, I, don't yeah, that. That, that would offend someone. I know that would offend someone, Craig.
3: The truth is, is I didn't get sober to freaking be dull and boring. I got sober to laugh at jokes. And that was funny, whatever, whatever, anyway. Um, I'd, be more, okay.
1: I'd be more worried about people complaining about Amy's reading of the serenity prayer because at some point there'll be some bleeding deacon saying, oh, she got that wrong. Well, because that's why I said I don't know if this is a credible website. So there. Um
3: but check this out. So marley you were talking um about I I what will I even be a human or something? What's gonna be, you know, after all this um evenness. Well, wait, where is it? Um if you have no likes or dislikes, this is consummation of evenness, unifying not changing. This is consummation of calmness. Well, what the freak is left, right? That took me to the twelve twelve course in step three. But suppose that instinct still cries out, as it certainly will. Yes, respecting alcohol, I guess I have to be dependent upon AA, but in all other matters, I must still maintain my independence. Nothing is going to turn me into a non-entity. If I keep on turning my life and my will over to the care of something or somebody else, what will become of me? I'll look like the hole in the doughnut. This, of course, is the process by which instinct and logic always seek to bolster egoism, egotism, and so frustrate spiritual development. The trouble is that this kind of thinking takes no real account of facts, and the facts seem to be these. Paradox, the more we become willing to depend upon a higher power, the more independent we actually are. Therefore, dependence, as AA practices it, really is really a means of gaining true independence of the spirit. How do we do that? Uncovering, discovering, and discarding. Getting rid of all the things, right, that have not served me well to this point. It's hard. It's hard. Because I still think I have the ability to fix, manage, and control and make your life as good as mine.
0: And all that's from your fears. You know, for me, I've... Every one of my defects came from fear, and that fear always takes me out of the moment. I'm never fearful. Uh, I mean, there's times you have things happen that's immediate, but the fears that give me problems are the fears that I ruminate. You know, The future fears. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm either worrying about something in the future, or I'm regretting something in the past, so I'm not in the moment. Think about this, too. All of nature is in the moment. All of nature other than us, Mm -hmm. then this moment, Mm -hmm. we're the ones out of the moment. And you can't, you can't, if God is love, you can't show kindness or love for anyone except in this very moment. So it, love brings you to the moment. and If love is God, that makes sense. So I think that's the whole point. And if you look at uh, all of these, that's describing nature too. All of those descriptions, freedom, they don't have habitual desires, likes or dislikes, not mixed up in things. All that is descriptions of nature, too.
2: You know, I was thinking it does. I mean, it does sound so austere at times, like, you know, we're not supposed to have any emotions. But then I think it means we're not supposed to be attached to those things. Like the Emotions
0: things are not to have, have us. We're to have emotions, but they're just not to not to control us.
2: Right. It's that that non attachment to those. Yeah. So because we need things, sure, not being attached to those needs.
0: There's nothing wrong. There's nothing. This is not saying that we're nothing. This is actually saying that we can be free of all of this. You know, and none of these things control us anymore. That we. Uh, If we learn to be in the moment uh, and live in acceptance, I haven't and I've just got a fraction of this and I haven't found anything better. Nothing better. The government of complete people abandons intellectualism and does away with showy adornment. I always think about personal government when I see these things, depending on the way it rejects cunning. It emerges from fairness. Wow. And and I'm seeing some things that I haven't seen before. Like in the first uh, verse where it said that uh, the way absorbs the negative and and emits the positive. It emerges from fairness. Verse 79 says that the Tao does not take sides, but it's always on the side of the one who forgives. That same idea, bringing us back to loving kindness, bringing us back to love in some form. In unison, uh, it emerges from fairness in unison with the people. It limits what is kept and minimizes what is sought. It gets rid of seductive longings, eliminates desire of valuables, and lessens rumination rumination is deep thought about something so you're not sitting there daydreaming about how you wished your life was different (laughs) when i used to take me and my son when he was little we would take these jeep trips out west and we'd stay on the road driving all day for a week at a time we'd go out and go all over the place we've been all over the southwest four-wheeling and going different places I didn't like anything better to on the trip out to, to just get lost in some imagination thing and just go, you know. Um, and I think that's what this is. And it always would end up like, I wish my life was different like this or that kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> and I think that's what it's talking about. Limiting what is kept. If you're limiting what is kept, what are you doing? You're giving. It's just not saying that. If you limit what is kept, You have to limit the things you keep, you're giving. Yeah, yeah. Results in clarity, minimizing what is sought results in attainment. So you want to attain, you minimize the things you want to attain. Therefore, when the external is controlled by the center, from within, nothing is neglected. If you can attain the center, then you can govern the external. How much simpler could it be, right? With attainment of the center, the internal organs are calm, thoughts are even, sinews and bones are strong, ears and eyes are clear. The great way is level and not far from oneself. Those who seek it afar go and then return. They're looking for it out there, but they come back because it's not out there. It's right here, right? We already have it. We just don't know it. What's the one that Dennis likes to share? That uh, they were going to put this gift and and they wanted to hide it. Or they wanted to uh, hide it from man. You know that story, don't you, Craig? The golden Buddha. I don't know. Craig's got it. No. In the,
1: in the old days, every person had a superpower, but they were abusing it. So the the, the big god took it away, and he says, to "The little gods, where we're we going to hide it?" So. One of the little gods says, we can put it on the top of a hill or on top of the highest mountain. Then the big god says, no, they'll they'll manage to climb a hill and they'll they'll find it. So one of the other gods says, we'll put it in the deepest troughs of the ocean. And somebody says, no, they'll learn to swim and they'll find it. And then the big god says, you know what, I'll put it inside of everybody because they won't think to look inside (laughs) them.
0: That's
1: it, isn't it? I'm hoping Mal, uh, Amy's going to bump out the big book quote where it says, "Deep down inside of everyone is the is the um, is something to do with God." Fundamental
3: idea of God. Something to do. fundamental
0: idea of God. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I meant.
0: Yeah, deep down in us is is something. Yes. am <laughs> <laughs>
2: just full of shit <laughs> down inside of... us. <laughs> Get a... <laughs>
1: I think it's just an example of how we look externally for happiness as well. And also for things to blame rather than taking responsibility for, for what we're doing. So Which goes back was to
0: what We began our conversation with yeah. before the podcast that we think these things are going to make us happy. But uh, if my day is great, that's God doing for me. If my day seems like shit, that's God doing for me. It's no less God doing for me on a bad day than God doing for me on what I think is a great day. You know, that that's such a great
2: idea because I'm so I'm still so hard on myself. And you know, I I I am my biggest resentment is is towards me. So that's a really good point, is you know.
1: That was a big thing in my fourth and my eighth step was was myself being on these lists. You know, who who have I harmed? One of the one of the biggest people I've harmed is myself. Who do I owe the biggest amends to? Probably myself because you know I'm, I'm incredibly hard on myself. I'm very unforgiving, and a lot of times if a sponsee comes to me with, with, with an issue, and I would say, look, if you had a sponsee, what would you say? You know, so I'm, I'm. Sometimes I can be quite hypocritical because you know I'll come up with all this spiritual nonsense and say, well, you know, you really, should, you know, what have you thought about doing this? And then I think to myself, Craig, have you thought about doing this as well? And you guys are laughing because I know you've done it as well now.
2: I never had a sponsee.
1: It's great. You can blame them for everything. And take credit for everything as well.
3: And think <laughs> you're a genius. Order. Definitely think you're a genius. And then they go put you on a pedestal and then anyway.
2: Um yeah, actually.
3: <laughs> go ahead.
2: And then they break up with
3: you. Or you break up with them. It works both ways. So
1: you break up with them before they find me out.
3: Right. I'm gonna break up with you first. Um Uh, yes, I'm going to read the the paragraphs around what you said. Page 55, big book. Yet, we had been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from the world. People who rose above their problems, they said, God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Actually, we were fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. Yeah, I've said this before. You know, it's that same place that deep down where the fundamental idea of God is, is the innermost self that I had to concede to that I was an alcoholic. I, I think that's probably been one of my biggest like revelations or biggest, um, Maybe just realizations that um, the Tao is within me. You know, it's at the same place, like deep down. But I wanted to tell you that I pulled the 38th verse of the Tao in with this reading. So can I read Mitchell's? The master doesn't try to be powerful. Thus, he is truly powerful. The ordinary man keeps reaching for power. Thus, he never has enough. The master does nothing yet he leaves nothing undone. The ordinary man is always doing things, yet many more are left to be done. The kind man does something, yet something remains undone. The just man does something and leaves many things to be done. The moral man does something, and when no one responds, he rolls up his sleeves and uses force. When the Tao is lost, there is goodness. When the goodness is lost, there is morality. When morality is lost, there is ritual. Ritual is the husk of true faith, the beginning of chaos. Therefore, the master concerns himself with the depths and not the surface, with the fruit and not the flower. He has no will of his own. He dwells in reality and lets all illusions go.
0: Thank you, Amy. I've also been thinking about you know, my ideas of God have changed so much to where I I was having a problem saying the Lord's prayer at the end of meetings. I was just standing there and listening. And I know that where each person is on their spiritual path is exactly where they need to be. So I would not do anything to offend someone or tell someone I would for sure not tell anyone they're ever wrong if if God is love anything else if it's pointing in that direction I'm good with it they don't need my approval they don't need but I'm saying I'm saying I wonder some other people might be offended by me and I'm thinking you know why don't I treat everyone's God belief and what they say and what they do just like I treat my thoughts in meditation just let the words they put on it pass and they're all describing the same thing. It's like, we're all speaking a different language and saying the same thing, same words. I never thought about that before, but that's a really good analogy that, that we're hearing a different language, but yet we're all saying the same thing. The whole program of
2: yoga is the same thing. It's building a foundation, getting rid of all your, the craziness in your head Effortless effort, finding a balance, equanimity.
0: It's just another language saying the same thing, right, Marla?
2: Exactly, exactly oh. the same thing. This way, it's all—it all comes together.
0: And with all of my accepting lately, I've got a new water analogy. Okay, we know that. What's wrong, Craig? You don't like this one?
1: He's heard it. Before. No, I thought we were going down the hydrologicals—the water cycle.
0: No, we're not, not going there. Now this is something new. Okay. We know that, you know, Romans 8 says every detail of our lives of love is worked into something good. So let's say that we make the best decision we can in the moment, you know, trying, doing our best to listen to make the right decisions. Well, no matter what decision we make in that regard, it's going to work into something good. Just like you cannot make water run uphill unless there's an external force pushing it, but all things being equal, water is going to seat the lowest point. And in the same way, water runs downhill every time. You can't sit there and make it and force it and throw it hard enough to where, you know, none of that. Every decision we make is going to work into something good every time. And if we doubt that, look back with gratitude and you can see, or I can see. Maybe.
3: Yeah. When trouble comes, take it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. Right. Cause I might, I might fuck some shit up, <laughs> but the universe is going to take my mess and create some kind of message. I may not know what that is right now or tomorrow or next year, but in 10 years, when a sponsee, goes through I'm not even kidding you i had a sponsee going through some baby daddy drama with her baby girl guess what i had baby daddy drama with one of my baby girls she's not a baby girl anymore i had no idea until this week when i got the phone call from the sponsee who was in a frantic you know oh my god this happened and what and i said holy shit I had no idea. Let me tell you about my experience with this exact situation and how I handled it. I had no idea. I didn't even really, I don't even really consciously think about that. But now today I was able to take that icky situation, right? It's one of the promises, no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we'll see how our experiences can benefit others. I, I am just blown away at how many opportunities I get on a regular basis to pull something out of my past that was an absolute mess. I didn't handle it. I did not handle it correctly at the time. And I even told her that. I'm like, listen, this is what I did and this is what happened. This is what maybe in hindsight I could have done. I can't go back and change it, but maybe you can try this because you know, you know the the deal. Um, but yeah, I think um and I don't, I don't think it was on here. But my husband challenged me. He fell right like a week and a half ago and busted thumb, hand, whatever. I had to have surgery, and he's, he's definitely healing. But he asked me on, he asked me. He said, "You know, I always hear you say nothing. Absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. How is this not a mistake? You know." And he's pointing to his hand. And I'm like, "Wow, I need to think about that. I don't know. I don't know." And so um it's really been um you know rolling around in in my head and in my heart, and finally i just i think I just realized that maybe what happened to you was just an accident right and that and that was the mess i don't know that we can qualify that or not as a mistake or not a mistake. it just happened it was an accident accidents happened i think where the universe swooped in and, and you know capitalized as an opportunity to, to demonstrate omnipotence is how quick we were in and out of the ER, how quick the surgery was scheduled, and how how you know the pain is there, but it's seemingly manageable. And and it it, it worked out where, you know, he he watches his um, one of the grandkids Monday through Friday that's his job he's pop daycare so how do you how do you change a toddler diaper with one hand i don't know but figure it out right um and so it just everything has been orchestrated in a way that we couldn't have worked out ourselves you know she was able to she was, the mom my my daughter was able to she was already taken off work and anyway i could just go on and on and on about all of these little things that that absolutely supports nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. The accident happened, but everything that followed was not by mistake, so.
0: Yeah, if I, I can have confidence that every detail is going to work into something good. I don't know. Is there a cosmic puppeteer? I don't know. Now, do I make the best decision I can in the moment? Yeah, I do. Every time. Actually, all my life I've made the what I thought was the best decision every time. I never made a decision like I'm gonna make a bad decision, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. I never know. did that, you know.
2: I, I remember walking down the aisle my first wedding going, This is such a big fucking mistake. <laughs> like a big mistake, like mm, too
0: late to get out of it.
1: I can remember making the decisions then going, Oh fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I can look back and I see everything working into something good. I see that. Yeah. I've got a real quick one for you, Amy, just real quick. Then we'll, we'll get going. Um, you know, I, I wrecked a motorcycle in rural Wyoming oh. and a deer came out and hit on my foot so close that I had deer hair in the toe of my boot. It was that close and it head butted my bike, uh, in the side of the motor and totaled the bike and, I went flying around on the road. I was only going 30, 40 mile an hour because it was a gravel road. And it spun me over and the, the deer died from a headbutt. It was a big deer. And my bike was just strode everywhere. And I got up and I said, okay, I'm going to see how you're going to work this into something good. And I, I said that immediately when I jumped up, you know, and I was okay. What ended up happening was I ended up getting $7,000 out of a, $2,000 motorcycle so I could pay half my taxes that was due in a week. And I also <laughs> drove home a car that I really like and ended up buying one just like it uh, last year. <laughs> so it was great. Worked out fine. Yeah, it worked out.
3: Another really good example of how an accident was not a mistake because of everything that got to play out after.
0: Well, Well, this is the thing. I was in the middle of a rally. It was one of those competitive rallies like I used to do and hope to start back doing. And it was the middle of the night and I was on a gravel road in Wyoming, which is awful. You shouldn't be. I didn't know it was going to turn gravel. They have them out there that turn gravel and you just don't know it. And it was, uh, I said, well, if I go around it, I'm going to be disqualified. I said, I'll just go slow on it at three o'clock in the morning, right? And look at what happened, right? So so that, in hindsight, that was a dumbass mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But it still worked out into something. So it took the uh, deputy an hour and a half to get to me. That's how far out in the country I was. I was 90 miles from a rental car. I was in Warland, Wyoming, and the closest rental car was in Cody. And I put a, I put a message on Facebook that I needed somebody to take me from Warland, Wyoming to Cody in one of my recovery groups. I think it was the SRC. And a lady in there uh, lived in Cody, and I forgot. And her husband came and drove and got me and took me back to the airport. And they bought my lunch. and wouldn't let me pay for anything. <laughs> so cool. It was great. Yeah. How you do in the rally? Oh, I, did. I was disqualified <laughs> because I didn't finish. Because you didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all God doing for me. And Or you could say it's all going to work into something good. It's all love. It's all me learning to be in the moment. Whatever language you speak is okay. It's all saying the same thing.
2: The universe has my back.
0: So I can say the Lord's prayer again. That's what I can say that with everyone, because I'm just saying the same thing in a different language. I'm speaking a different language when I say that.
1: I like how the first thing you thought when you fell off your bike was, oh, are we going to turn this into something good? I've got some some ways to go because that is not the first thing I'd be thinking. I'd be looking for that deer.
0: (laughs) I was pretty spiritual that day, Craig. Well, and then i thought as i was sitting there it took three hours before actually the deputy got there because it took me an hour and a half to get in touch with someone and i'm sitting there i said oh i wonder what that deer was running from <laughs> I, <a> big bad. <laughs> well, well, you hear coyotes and all things going on all the time and you're like oh where, where can i go and i'm in the middle of nowhere anything else guys before we close we good Next week, we will have Sensei, so we will talk about the next verse, whichever I think is probably 20, I think.
1: So we better and behave ourselves.
0: You guys have a good week, and we will see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I have posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars, Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.